Ryan, Tony, and Chris We can't guarantee that you're gonna look great. But if you wanna stay in shape, well, you better hit the Chinwits. That's right, man. Welcome to the Jim Wits Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinici, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Wits. So it's been a few weeks that we have gotten together. Uh, it's been a mix of like, you know, all of us having, you know, various scheduling things and, uh, and or forgetting that we're supposed to record, Justin. Yeah, um, yeah. I was, I, was, I was traveling. <laughs> yeah. That time. Um, uh, so how have you guys been? Pretty good. good. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, get by. I think you know what, Ryan. I, I, I think I have a bunch of old, unreleased Jim Witz episodes. I'm sure of it. I know that there's okay. a couple in the archives yeah. somewhere. I gotta search. We might it yeah. might take us a little while. So maybe as a treat, we'll release uh, do like some bonus episodes. Previously, who knows what? Who knows what could be, what yeah. could be there? So. Yeah, I'm sure there's like at least four or five that we we, we recorded and don't have up. So that would be, yeah, be cool to, to, to add to the archives. Um, how, how's, uh, so you're back in uh, New York, which, which is actually York. now safe <laughs> for as far as COVID is concerned. The numbers are like skyrocketing every, especially, well, out by you in, in um, Tennessee, it's going up a lot, right? I, I don't know about, I don't know about that much. In, in Florida, it, it was going up a lot. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, Florida, Texas, Arizona are bad, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that I heard something about it. I don't know if it's quite as bad as the others. I'm sure. No, I don't think it's as bad, but I think the numbers are you know are are rising. Start opening things up, then. uh, Well, not necessarily. I mean, it's not a lot of it's that they open too fast. I think that you do have a a a large segment because I mean, even in New York, I think people aren't quite taking like the masks and social distancing as seriously as they should. But they, you know, but you for the most part, people are, and and you're not getting people that are as you know, like in stores are requiring you to wear masks and no one's like fighting that, you know, to, to an extent. Um, Actually, so like, there have been. You haven't seen those videos? Oh, no, no. I've seen the people. videos, but I, I, I mean, I guess I've and, seen and, and, right. And, there have been a, a few videos. And, and, well, like, and look, and, and there's always people that are just going to be like that just to be yeah. contrarians. Like I'm actually of the belief that the masks, and I, I know there's sketchy scientific evidence that the masks actually don't really do all that much. But if it does a little something and if it helps just to reinforce the whole thing. All right. So I, so I think you're wrong on that. Um, I've actually, I've actually done a lot of reading on it and, 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 you know, I actually have read some of the full like research papers, uh, you know, that on this, which is daunting and I'm by no means an expert, but it it does seem like, and, and, and a lot of the scientific consensus seems to be that, yeah, yeah. Ma- a mask isn't going to be a hundred percent safe, but the masks, you know, if both parties are wearing masks, you know, as far as people coming in contact and you're doing, you're practicing social distancing, it does have a significant effect on, on coronavirus transmission. Um, and you know, there, there is a good amount of research again, and there's, you know, the, the consensus seems to, to be that. Um, so, you know, if, you know, so if you're washing your hands and you're wearing a mask, you're covering your face, um, and you're practicing social. And most distancing. importantly, you're staying away. From and people. I think I think more important than anything, though, is you know you, you don't even you know I would be I would just be careful when talking to people, even yeah. saying oh, the masks not, might not help because there's there's definitely a growing amount of people. I mean, there's you have a growing amount that just don't want to wear masks because of liberty. You know, it's freedom, and I don't want to be told what to do, um, which I think is dumb. Because, you know, but but okay, whatever. Um, but if you combine that with I don't want to be told what to do 
and the mask are ineffective, that, that then is a recipe for disaster because it, you know, we're at a point where we don't have, a, you know, we're, we're tr- so we ha- we're in this situation now where we have, um, you know, the economy is in the tank. We need to get back to work. And so like where every city, every state, um, the country is trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to open things up and allow people to earn an income and live while also keeping people safe? And, and unfortunately, you know, we, you know, uh, we live, you know, I forget who was saying it, but, you know, kind of like the, the, you know, kind of a failure of capitalism, right, is, is that we often have in this in a situation like this we have to choose between our economy and our lives you know and so i we have to say okay we're going to open up in order to allow people to earn an income and allow the economy to go but we're also going to accept that we're going to sacrifice you know upwards of hundreds of thousands of lives and so unfortunately we're in this position as a, as a country where we, we we have to make a decision on this and so we have to open back up because you know the government's not going to help you know, ease us through it. They're going to help uh, businesses, which is why the stock market's doing fine, but the government's not going to help, you know, the everyday people. So, sure. um, so, but if, you know, if we, you know, we're in a situation where if we do need one thing to open up, we want people to be as diligent as possible when it comes to washing their hands and wearing masks and social distancing. And so people, I think, do need to understand that, you know, the science is on the side of, you know, masks being effective and just wearing a mask and, and keeping distance can help stop the spread of this, the disease. So if we're kind of flippant about whether or not masks are, are going to be safe and, and are actually going to be effective. I think that then feeds into, you know, the problem we're having where a lot of people are not going to want to wear masks. So I think that's where like, you know, even if it's not, it, it, you know, even if it's not as effective that, you know, it's not hundred percent effective, it's still going to help. And so we yeah, just want to be careful it, about it, how we word I, that I around people. The every, every little bit helps. Again, especially with people who are already on that, on the, on the verge of like, I don't want to wear it or, you know, it's, it's not that dangerous or whatever. I'm young. It's not going to affect me. There's enough of that out there that we then yeah, don't want right. to spread any kind of misinformation that's gonna, then going to embolden people to not wear masks. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And you definitely should wear it. Um, I, I, I'm always of the, the belief of the anything that you can do to help. Yeah. So right, better safe than sorry. Sort yeah. of a yeah. scenario. True. And also too, what I've heard is it's not even it's not so much preventing you from contracting the virus. Yeah. It's that if you're a carrier and you you are someone uh, who's yeah. you, no no you might yeah just because you don't have symptoms doesn't mean you can't give it to somebody. Yeah, exactly. And so right. that's why it's like that's why you need both parties to be you know all parties mm-hmm. need to wear the masks because you're you're right. Like I think a lot of it is about you not giving it to other people if you have it. And, um, and that, you know, unless you're wearing the, you know, like the, I think it's like the N95, like the really, you know, the, the mask that doctors are going to wear, or, you know, are you wearing the face shields? Like, I think the face shields and, or like the very, you know, the high-end masks are, are going to, you know, maybe protect more against contracting it, but it's more not, you know, giving it out. And so you want to be a good, you know, a good neighbor, a good human, a good member of society. And, wear the mask. And if everybody's wearing a mask, um, and if everyone's practicing social distancing, then, you know, collectively we can slow down the spread of the disease and we can get back to work and, and, and have some semblance, some semblance of normalcy while we wait for a vaccine. But otherwise, like, as you see in, in some areas where they're, 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 they were quicker to lift the restrictions. Um, and they're kind of, people are out, you know, partying and out bars and on the beach, like, yeah, you're going to get sick. <laughs> the numbers are going to go up. And, uh, you know, you said that, that was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's what, you know, and I think New York was the epicenter for a number of reasons. And I think it was handled poorly um, initially, you know, 
in New York as well as all over the country, but at least we have a handle on it and the numbers seem to be okay. I'm a little nervous that as I think people are getting a little complacent and if you walk sure. around the city, I'm a little concerned that we'll start to see those numbers rise, especially- I'm starting to see like, groups, you know, people yeah. might not be in oh, bars. I, mean, if you go to the I park, see groups of people outside of bars. Yeah, or like right. when I train, I train some people in the park and like I make sure we're, we're both wearing masks and we're practicing, you know, again, we're six feet apart. But when you get in the park, you see groups of people all together hanging out, you know, whatever. And it, it, as if, you know, there's no problem. And so I think that complacency concerns me because as things, you know, when we get to phase three, where more things open up, um, we're, we're going to have some, you know, potentially have problems. Um, but actually speaking of the different phases, I don't know if you guys heard. Um, so in New York, like, you know, we, I, I don't know how, if, if it's like, the, if every state is kind of adopting like the four phase thing, but like phase four is kind of like the last phase. But um, I heard that uh, phase four will not include gyms. So it's still an, a completely open question as to um, when gyms are going to open. So I guess like, interesting, you know, what do you guys think about well, that? In, that like, you know, hair salons and nail places and bars and, and things. I don't, I mean, I don't know how so the, the gyms were opening in, in, in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. yeah gyms no, so, open other so, no, places. What, I, what I mean is um, as far as like the, you know, I don't know if the guidelines for like the, the four phases are, you know, how it works in other States, but I know in New York, at least they've announced that like, gyms are not part of phase four so nobody knows when gyms are going to open so even if we get to phase four which i think is like july 20th or something like that um where you know largely everything will be back open um to on some level gyms will not be part of that and there's you know it's an open question as to when gyms are going to open back up Hmm. well that's really that's very upsetting but i will say that if they do or when they do um they should make wearing masks mandatory because I have a client who said she went to the gym and um they no like she was the only one wearing a mask. Yeah. So the, and and the, obviously the people who work there work. Yeah. But the but the people who go you don't technically yeah. have to. It's optional. Yeah. And I just feel like that's not appropriate. The so I guess the only open the open question there is um I guess this must not be have been in New York then, right? Where no, was, no, 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 no. Um, I guess the only, the, I guess there are the two cons- the two thoughts I would have about that. Um, one is, you know, I, there are some people who are saying, oh, wearing a mask f- for a long time, ha- you know, does some, you know, there's too much car CO two buildup and blah blah blah, which is largely um, been debunked. Um, I think there might be issues when you're wearing again, like the really, you know, the N95, like the masks where they're completely secure. There might be an issue with that. Um, but if you're it does restrict to some extent the amount of oxygen you can take in. So when you're exerting yourself, there might be a question as to how safe it is to wear a mask. I don't, you know, and I don't know exactly where the science is on that as far as like exercising, wearing a mask and how good or bad it is for somebody. So, you know, that would be something I would want to know what the science is on that and, and how, you know, could it be a detriment? Like, could you have people falling, passing out because they're wearing a mask, but exerting themselves? But that does call, bring, a larger problem like well if you can't safely exercise in the mask then maybe should gyms be open because you are putting everyone at you know mm-hmm. yeah you are putting people at risk because yeah your staff yeah, either way mask. yeah so it might be kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't type of situation you could, you could do some something like while you're performing an exercise to take your mask down and while you're in between uh so if you're on a treadmill it's going to be hard to wear a mask 
Yeah. Um, and and isolate the, you know, so have isolated treadmills, isolated, so not stacked cardio machines right next to each other. You're going to have to do that. Uh, and when, you, so when you're lifting weights, you can take your mask down, but in between sets, you wear a mask, like things like that might, might help a little bit. Uh, so there, uh, there's going to be a number of issues why that would be a, a- a problem. Number one is you're still, especially with those large, like exertions that the the exhale, when you are um, lifting, that's going to spread stuff all over the place. So if you don't have a mask on, you're spreading the stuff all over. It's going to get everywhere. You know? Um, The other thing is if you're constantly touching your mask and touching your face and then touching equipment, you're spreading stuff all over the place. Now, granted, like, you know, and so, you know, obviously gyms are going to have to have policies in place for cleaning, whether it's forcing the members to and and or staff doing it. And there is going to be some level of separation with equipment. So uh, yeah, there are a lot of questions. Um, I'm concerned when I, you know, when I do get back into a gym, because I, I don't know how you do protect everyone um, in that kind of enclosed space with that type of, with everything that is spreading around it, it is fairly dangerous. So, you know, I think there's been an outcry among people in fitness industry and just people in general that like, this is crazy. How could they have, you know, different places open, but at the same time, um, it, it, you know, it is a breeding ground for spreading, especially because it appears that, you know, I was also reading a couple of things that, you know, it seems like mostly this is spread through kind of aerosol, like air, air contact. So that it's not as much, you know, surfaces. So if you're in a place where people are tightly packed, breathing heavy, um, again, spreading germs around, you know, it, it, it creates problems. So right off the bat, you're going to see a situation where gyms are going to be, as we talked about on the episode where we, we discussed how gyms will be different. Like there's going to be, you know, lowered capacity and, and separation, you know, in order to, attempt to mitigate some of this but yeah i don't know so it's like i don't know when gyms will be open so better get you know get comfortable training in the park for a while yeah and it's been so hot here so you could really it's like you have a very short window if you don't want to die of heat exhaustion yeah yeah it's tough it's like you got to get there pretty early in the morning Mm -hmm. um you know like nine o'clock I've been doing and that's or like at five or six o'clock where it kind of cools down a little bit. I mean, it's still- yeah, in the, but no, even like it, I find it, it's hot even now, yeah. like it's six, like yeah, it's we're recording brutal. this at yeah. six 30. It's still it's hot like, outside. Yeah. It's like 87 or something. It's 84. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just as a, as, as a sidebar, Ryan, what do you think of this? I know you don't watch baseball much anymore. But I heard about it. Oh, it's going to be so, so this is my theory. Right. Um, well, so, so explain what it is for anyone who doesn't get it. So, for uh, for anyone who's who's not aware uh, or may not be from the United States, the um, Major League Baseball is going to play its games uh, basically in empty stadiums, and they're going to like distance the players and do everything. They're going to bring the, the designated hitter into the National League to prevent the pitchers just, and they think it's going to help. Um, so they're going to hit, which has been a, the biggest traditional difference yeah. between the National League the, and the American League, the two different leagues uh, in the majors. So um, they're going to play a shortened season, I guess, as they have to. Uh, it's like 60-something games, 60 right? games, 60 games. So yeah. um, I'm sort of happy that it uh, that it's happening. They're, they're, no, they're I, a welcome I, distraction. They're going to play – Yep. Sorry, what were you saying? They're going to play in their regular stadiums, right? They're not like That's sending true. everyone to like Arizona or Florida and having all the games in one spot. I, right? I, I, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, I heard a whole bunch of different, they might not know actually, yeah. all the bunch of different theories on uh, making all the teams in the East play and, and, and actually mixing up the leagues and not having real leagues, but just doing it by uh, location. 
Yeah. Like doing it that well, way. No, I, I, no, I read, I, th- I think I read they were going to be playing normal, like, division. okay. So doing it doing yeah. normal division. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, so this, the, my theory is that this is the year that the Mets are going to win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> no state, no cheering, no parade, no like big hoopla when they oh win. God. Just going to be, uh, they're going to, you know, win to a, a, bu- a bunch of crickets. That's how it's gonna happen. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that is it's so funny. Be weird. I, 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 you know, I mean, I think it's a good welcome distraction. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how sports. You know, we we got a taste of it with you at like UFC um, running yeah. events. Um, you know, pro wrestling has been a couple. You know, and, and pro wrestling been, being an essential uh, service. Yeah, <laughs> in, in Florida. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> um so. I know you can just say it. <laughs> Damn Florida. They they just screw, they're screwing everything yeah. up. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's there's a hilarious video if you I uh, shared on Facebook from a, like the, I guess the city council in somewhere in Florida had voted that you know to require masks in public and people freaking out and just it, it, it's it's brilliant it's awful and like it, it makes me think okay the American Empire is dying <laughs> like this <laughs> we, oh, no. we have some idiots but uh, maybe it's good maybe it's not a bad thing but uh but yeah it's 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 pretty entertaining and, and terrifying that these are people that are voting. <sighs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so no, I, I think it's, look, um, it's a welcome distraction, distraction, having anything. Um, I've been watching so much Netflix and, yeah. you know, going a little crazy. Um, and, but it will be weird to see sports. Um, but I'm kind of glad. I mean, I, I think my, the one fear is it, the, that whole system is one coronavirus outbreak away from, you know, the whole league being a mess. What happens if like, you know, 15 players on a team, you know, uh, get the disease, you know, or get the, or, you know, a couple teams get it, then it just screws everything up. So that's I, you know, that's I think the, they're going to have to do like almost like mandatory daily testing. Pretty or something much. Like yeah. That. I would think so. They're going to have to mandatory daily testing. Um, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a mess, but you they know, got the better. money. They got the yeah. money. They yeah. Pull, right? yeah, exactly. And they owe um, me money. I, I, I signed up for a subscription to, uh, to be able to watch the away game, you know, to be able to watch uh, Mets games, because I'm in um, in Tennessee, so I don't have I can't have regional. Why well, you, you have to watch it as a you know you don't you have to sign up for it to be able to watch it out of an out of market game. And you know they gladly took my money, but when the season went under, they didn't return my money. I'm sure so, they will. But, question: If somebody me. hits 400, is there going to be an asterisk next? Oh, next it's going to be like how does that work? It's going to be like, an asterisk. League leaders be, or anything like what? What happens? It's going to be an asterisk of a season. It has to. Sure. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, I think people. People are just gonna take it as it is and just be like, yeah. whatever. Better than nothing. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll let's we'll get to our, our main topic or what um what we uh we're gonna talk about today. So it's uh where you we're talking about terms that you commonly hear in fitness, like buzzwordy terms that are effectively meaningless or often are kind of misleading. Um and uh, so, and so why, right before you start, so both fitness or fitness and wellness in in general. I mean, fitness, wellness, nutrition. Okay, you know, okay. we kind of. I mean, that's what we talk about as a group. Okay, and right, you right, know, right. those are so, so it's all kind of so all sorts of things. things. Okay. Um. All right. So first you know, thing what, I have, you, know you know what you know what actually which I'm gonna I'm gonna start with one that it just occurred to me. <laughs> oh, great! While, sure. While yeah. I was saying that, what wellness? That's a buzzy term. Like it, it means nothing. Uh, um, it's a fitness, It's so funny that you're actually. <laughs> I used it. Fitness means something. Nutrition means something, right? Wellness means nothing. 
no, it's just I mean, a blanket. It's a blanket term that anyone could put anything under to fit under wellness. I think the difference is in marketing. Like we think of oh. wellness as a category, right? Yeah. Like you think of it, you know, you think fitness might be one thing. Nutrition um, is another. You think like lifestyle wellness, they're more of a category of things. It's not like you're, you know, people aren't like, this is going to, you know, this is great for wellness. Like that's not you know, you don't see it marketing. No, it's a marketing ploy. It's like, <sighs> Not really. It, it's, it's a genre like anything can go under wellness, uh, supplements, self-help, um, uh, cultish speaking correct fitness, right but it's all it, under that to me well but in and of itself of it's not terms. the marketing term so i don't know we'll, okay oh, we'll this is so wellness. funny you're saying this because i have an infographic that's ready to go out it was good either okay, gonna post okay. it today or tomorrow we'll right, put we it go. tomorrow and maybe i'll write my caption based off of this conversation but i titled it wellness defined because yeah, it's many areas and some people think that it's just nutrition or thinks it's just like meditation or yoga or whatever. But for me, I think of these six key areas. So I think of self-care, daily movement, a balanced diet, healthy relationships, restful sleep, and you're able to manage your stress. So stress management. That's how I define wellness, but it can be, you know, there's some things that are interchangeable and I think everyone needs to define it. But I think wellness is more of like an umbrella of yeah. nutrition and fitness and self-care and it could have meditation. Yeah. It could have personal development stuff, but yeah. that's how yeah, so I define wellness. I agree. Yeah. I think like wellness can be used to market things, but wellness in and of itself isn't the thing that's used. Like it's not, again, it's like you might have something that's like designed to improve wellness, but wellness isn't designed to improve, you know, so I like, I get where you're, where you're going and it is kind of a vague term, but I also think it's useful um, because you know, here's why I think oh, it's useful for us because, well, no, no, you no. know, when someone asks what kind of podcast, it's a wellness podcast. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, understand. Yeah. No, I hear wellness. no, but it's, it's right actually, no, no, here's, here's where, here's where I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's useful. It's actually a useful term. It's useful um, for, a di- for a genre for people who want to sell books Podcasts, sure. Supplements. sure, but <laughs> but what we you all it also is important like wellness as an idea is an important thing because sometimes like if you just focus on fitness like, like for example okay it, you know a lot of, often we think of like fitness and nutrition and that's it and as Tony's list is actually it's, it's a, a great, great list, list. Great list. and, and it, it because. If we just focus on the fitness and nutrition, we're not thinking about all those other things. And sometimes people become so obsessed with yes. exercising and eating, dieting, where they're actually doing more harm to themselves than themselves than good. And yes. so, when you, if you take a step back and you're like, "Well, look at your overall wellness. Look at there are other variables or other things involved than just how you're eating and how you're exercising. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you stressed? Are you know? Are you doing things that make you happy? There are all these things that are involved. I do. Th- I think wellness is a vague term and it is open to being people taking advantage of it and using it but i don't think it it fits our list because i think it's actually <laughs> useful to to separate some of these things you know so uh, yeah i'm gonna say uh, I, I think it's two against one on this one <laughs> I'm right. although although tone took the time to actually define it yeah not just you like so in in, in those important in those specific definitions it becomes a di- it, it has very important meanings yeah rather than just a, a blanket term that you could throw anything under but all right get to, all right get to the list yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, we all i right. hear what you're saying justin yeah. but i think as we go through the list it'll make a lot more sense to the listeners right. and to maybe even you of like what we're really trying to get at no my first one and we've actually interviewed people who use this but 
anything that uses the word hack just pisses me off. You know, like like a fitness <laughs> yes. hack or biohack. It's just like I just hate the word because there's no it doesn't exist. Like it's not you you know the body is not like a computer. And yeah, you know, sure there are there are small like there are things you can do to kind of help you with motivation and there are things that you can do maybe short term to give you a little boost of energy but at the end of the day it does you know there's no such thing as like a hack to your fitness it's either just it's you know it, it's a it's a fun way of saying you know like i you know i, I can't even think of something right now but like there it's a you know, anything that's a quote hack is, is sold as a shortcut but if it's a shortcut then that's what it is it's a shortcut that's not going to help you long term or it's something that you normally do yeah you know, um, but you can't say here's a shortcut. And again, like there might be a shortcut if you're like cutting weight for like, you know, but these are things that we've known forever. Like, there's like, I think the bugs me about these like hacks when people talk about it is that either they talk about it like nobody knew whatever it was existed, which is not true, or it's, yeah, it, it's, annoying. it's like misusing science or misusing, um, you know, uh, um, ideas or, or throwing out things that are not scientifically proven or, you know, or, mm. or throwing out pseudoscience or, or like, Hey, here's the, you know, it's kind of that, like this, this vitamin does this thing in a test tube, therefore it works for human performance, you know, and, and that kind of thing, like it just, it just bothers me when it's used because it's not, you know, it's not proven. And um, so, yeah, I just hate anything that uses hack. Um, I don't like. I went to a conference once that was called like biohack the world or okay, something yeah. like that. Cause I had a, a friend who was speaking there and her, her segment was really great, but there were other speakers there as well. And I found that the majority of it, you know, was mostly trying to like, dismiss like our like the science that we've learned for so long and like trying to like argue that what we read in here is not true and that to me just like I was so turned off by that so I can see why you would agree with that term is just well well, in general I I like the term biohack but only as it as it um concerns like Friday the 13th style, like hacking and slashing those types of people. (laughs) That's morbid. (laughs) (laughs) How did we go there? (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, All right. Um, So now the second thing um, that I hate uh, is just anything that has a guarantee. Um, Because generally... It, you know, like there, there are no guarantees. And I, I think it, this is all trial and error. And this is all, you know, kind of, yes, there's a lot of science behind it, but there's a lot up in the air and a lot is up to the individual. And so anytime you guarantee something, um, you know, to me, it's just, it's misleading. And mm-hmm. I think often it's relying on the fact that you'll forget that there was a guarantee, you know, when it doesn't work. Um, and again, as like, like a lot of these that, that we'll go through, I think it misleads the person into thinking that it's going to be easy. Cause like, Oh, well, if you guarantee it, you know, it must be easy. And if, you know, I, I just think it, it does, it, it, it's always important to say, you know, the more change you want, the harder the work is going to be. And the more important and, um, planning, the more planning that should be involved, um, the more specificity, and uh, if you just kind of blanket, like, oh, I guarantee it, it just, to me, misleads a person in thinking it's going to be easier than it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first thing I tell people is there's no prom. I can't make any promises. I'm like, I can, if you, you'll get in what you put out, like yeah. you'll get out what you put in um, and it takes time and we have yeah. to try a lot of different things to figure out what works. But I mean, if you work this, if we work together and on board, like 
you're more likely to see results, but we can't guarantee yeah. anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you, you, you have to put in work and, and it takes the, the kind of expert um, trainer, the dietitian to guide the person, but that's all we can do is be a guide and, and help, um, you know, ad adapt and make changes, you know, throughout the program it's hard to guarantee anything because we're not in their body we don't know yeah and also too like hello coronavirus like so many people were in in enrolled in my program and i'm so grateful that they stayed on but um some of them did really well and throw and like thrived and you know they use this as an opportunity to like you know motivate them to keep going and realize like no matter what they're going to still stick to their goals and then others it really was just very challenging so they came to me for weight loss but we just worked on maintenance and honestly some people even gained some of their weight back just because it just wasn't a priority anymore yeah. but we that doesn't mean we like forget about all those areas of wellness that i just talked about like we still tried those things but just their priorities shifted and so if i was like yep by the end of this program you're going to lose the 25 pounds that you start that you wanted to lose like that's not fair to any of us. Like that's, yeah. we, nobody, we can't predict what the future holds. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that when people guarantee something, usually it means guaranteed or your money back. Yeah. Right. And some, a lot of times that the, there's actually scams where you can't get your money back or, or people may, or companies will make it so difficult where you have to jump through hoops and fill out forms and just yeah. go through yeah, all and make like these, multiple phone calls. Yeah. Oh my God. All it's of these so, things yeah. that make it really difficult where people just say, I don't even care anymore. So yes. yeah, no, I, I yeah. guarantee beware. Like <laughs> sub subscription based things I find yeah. are very much very like they're, they're hard to get out of sometimes one thing. And, and I love, um, I'm, and I love, I'm going to talk about Fabletics for a second. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Fabletics. I really love Fabletics. So it's a, it's a subscription base that you, it charges you $50 a month and then you have credit to buy a really nice workout outfit. Mm -hmm. But in, but so, but basically it's automatic and you can decide to skip the month, but it has to be within the first and the fifth mm -hmm. and like it's just so I don't know. I've been doing this. I've been I've been subscribed to Fabletics for almost two years, and I still have a hard time finding the skip button. And I have to remember to do it between the yeah. one and the five yeah. or the first of the month. And it's just like <laughs> really like. And yeah. then I end up buying clothes that I really I've had so many yeah. workout outfits. Like at this point, I don't need one every single month, but I like I like their clothes a lot. So like I like yeah. to just know that like you know if I want to every other month or once a month, and then they get like points and stuff like that. But they make it really hard to like yeah. make you skip it. It's yeah. it's frustrating. That's yeah, how they do it. All right. So the next the next one is um anything that says so, and this you'll see more with supplements, but like scientifically proven formula. Um, I, I just I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe you could speak more to that, but that usually is kind of well, BS. Probably one study that had like four people yeah. and like it was biased. So yeah. I just like that's usually what it is. Yeah. So. And that's the problem with, with any science studies. Like we, and we always talk about this when we do interesting studies, which I don't have one for today because I, I had I had a list of three that I really liked and I totally forgot to go through it. But um, when you have like when you do when you any study is interesting, but that's what it is. Like when we talk about it, it's like, OK, here's a study. It sounds interesting. What you know, what, maybe we cover some of the methodology and, you know, can talk about what, you know, what was good, what was bad. But like that's not how you come to a consensus, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, like a bad study, you know, or not even even a good study with 
10 people that hasn't been replicated um, is doesn't prove anything. Uh, so, yeah. so, but uh, any supplement company is quick to do that. And often, if you look at the organization that that actually did the study, it's somehow connected to the company that sells the supplement. So, oh, yeah. I have, very- so... You know, I get um, people will ask me to like sponsor their products and stuff. And and honestly, it's a really great way to kind of supplement my income. Sometimes if I'm on board with the product and I truly believe in it, I I will do that. I will stand behind something that I that I see is actually scientifically proven. Not they're just saying it. So all that to say, I had recently just got contacted by a supplement company and they 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 wanted me to, to sponsor them. And I. I said, you know, sound, sounds great. Can you please direct me to some studies to show? I don't see any. I, I tried to find something. I couldn't really find anything. And then I asked for studies and it was crickets. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, there's your answer, you know. Yeah. So most of the, so sometimes they'll come back with some studies and you just have to really know how to like look through them and, yeah. and t- go through the bias. But then most of the time, the you know, there's nothing. They yeah. don't have the studies to back it up. Yeah. Um. So the next buzzword, and this you'll see a lot often, um, especially with with fitness equipment and like programs, is simple. Um, you know, simple word, um, yeah, but you'll see that, that a lot. And I think you know, again, it, do we have a podcast about that? Sure, we have. Um, but with with all the with any of this, like again, the more the the more change you want, the harder it is. The more work goes into it, and to so to say anything is simple or you know any word like that, simple, easy. Um, you know, fast results is another one, I guess, um, that I don't think we put in there, but you know, that, that kind of falls in the same thing. It's like none of this, you know, the, none of this is easy. None of it is, is simple. Um, unless like you already have fitness built in as a lifestyle thing and you love it, then I guess it's simple because you don't mind putting, you know, the work in, or if like you already eat, you know, healthy and a balanced, complete, you know, diet, then I guess it's simple because you don't really have to work at it. But any, you know, again, any change you want, um, you know, the more change you want, the harder it's going to be. And, and there should be nothing that tells you that it's easy. It might be, it might be enjoyable. Um, it, you might be satisfying, um, you know, any number of, of positive words that can be associated with it. So I don't want to make it sound like this, it's, you know, like a lifestyle change is grueling and hard and you're going to suffer, but you, you, you know, at the same time, you, you don't want to make it seem like it's, it's simple because there's always a process and there's always a lot of, of work involved. Yeah. I mean, one thing I will say is like, I will use when I'm talking with my clients, I will tell them, you know, we implement simple tips because so you don't want to feel overwhelmed, but it's hard because simplicity, everyone's so used to like all or nothing, that simplicity and consistency and being patient, that's what's hard. So it takes a long time. Yeah, it is quote unquote simple, but it's hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. And so I, you know, I think. And yeah, that's right. Cause I, I do the same thing when I'm, if I'm designing a program for somebody, right, you're not going to give someone's weird, yeah. something really hard to start out with, but almost like I, you know, the way I look at it more is like, uh, we're going to take what you currently, your, your current lifestyle and start to tweak things, you know, rather than like making massive changes. So right. like the subtle changes are being made unless some, obviously the more massive, the change, the, the harder, but it's more like the, you know, the, you're subtly shifting their life, but the you know the process isn't you know it's not it's it's not simple or easy and it's like the connotation of it because like yeah. when we're talking about simple we're we're talking about it as things that are gonna you know that are it, it's you know we're, we're talking about the complexity of of whatever they're 
doing where right. i think when it when we're when simples use it when marketing's concerned it's usually meant as like it's easy or it's yeah. you know there's v- very few barriers or obstacles in your way right i, I yeah i hear you we're, we're speaking about like the context within it yeah. but in marketing it's used like the whole thing is yeah exactly easy. yeah it's like the yeah. whole thing is easy the, you're talking about yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you're, you know, for you, it's like, or for me, it's like, we're going to make these changes that each individual change is going to be easy or simple or should be simple, but the program itself is complicated and takes a lot of work Mm -hmm. and takes the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So the, uh, did you want to add anything, Justin, or? No, it's it's just that that word has particularly annoyed me uh, in, in, regards to so many different things, not, that's not even um, fitness or uh, wellness or nutrition related. Um, just people use that term and it just, it, it, it's, it, it, it just it's, it's a really annoying term because oftentimes people say something is simple when it's not just because it, 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 it appears simple. Right? Yeah. Like a, um, like they'll say, oh, the reason why this, this song was so good is because it was simple. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. How, how is it simple? Like, yeah. just because in what way is like, like, okay, we can understand that there, are, there is, you know, types of music or, or films that are very complicated plots and, and whatnot and some are, are much simpler, like in, in, in a very surface level. But if it says nothing, when you dig a little bit deeper, you realize that, wait, it, it may or may not be simple and people, and people don't understand it. So it's, it, a lot of times it's used on a very surface level and it's really not accurate to what's going on. So that's why I've always had a, uh, I've always had a, had a beef with that word. Yeah. No, fair. Yeah. All right. So the next one is, um, we don't see this. I don't really see it as much, but you definitely see it here, but anything that says it burns and then insert body, you know, insert the body part fat. You know, so anything that burns fat in a specific area mm. is probably BS. Um, whether it's talking, you know, you know, often we'll see belly fat everywhere. Ugh. Um, you know, but you'll see a lot of like triceps is a common place or back or, or whatever, you know, but but basically any of that BS, like there's there's no you, as we sh- you know, most people should know, but I'm amazed at how many people don't. Um, you know, you can't spot reduce. So you're you're not nothing is gonna target burning fat in any area um there is again like when we talk about interesting studies there are some interest there's some studies on certain drugs that may burn fat in specific areas there's some um research on like certain types of training like mobilizing fat tissue in certain areas but like there is no thing that will burn fat in an area like if it's an exercise it's gonna you know it'll strengthen the muscle and it'll help burn fat wherever the body decides to do it um you know and and if it's cardio you're you know you're you don't have a choice in where you burn the fat and uh mm-hmm. you know same thing with dieting you know there's not, nothing's gonna burn fat in a specific area you kind of have to a little bit is hoping your body decides to lose the fat in the area that you want to lose it but you can't you know magically um burn fat in a specific area but you'll see tons of uh market products marketed that you know spe- specify like burning belly fat or bur- again burning like you know arm triceps fat or whatever it is mm-hmm. And yeah. it's misleading because yeah, it will will it burn belly fat? Well, yeah, but if if you're burning fat, you'll eventually burn belly fat. You'll eventually, if you're just losing fat overall, you're going to lose fat from everywhere. So mm-hmm. it's sort of um, you know it, it, it's sort of misleading. It like makes people think that you're spot reducing, but no, if whatever you're taking or whatever you're doing is burning fat, even just the term burning fat, 
right, it is in and of itself a, a really weird, sort of a weird term, right? We've got into like, this, like, do we even do like, I, I know we discussed about what actually that process is. Right, totally. I mean, I, I can't tell you the uh, okay. I can't tell you all the science behind it, but effectively, I think what what the current thought thinking is is that you exhale um, CO. It, you're exhaling your the fat like through CO. It, it, things break down to CO two, and as you exhale it out, you're exhaling out your fat. So uh, I, I'm actually okay with saying burning fat. I, you know, it's kind of a meaningless word. We know what it means. Like it's a little more complicated than going into the science behind it. And that yeah, you're you're gonna exhale CO two. <laughs> you know, you're gonna break <laughs> the fat down, and eventually you exhale the CO two. No, it's like whatever. Fuck you know, like fine. You know, you don't want to say burn fat. Say burn fat. It's just a matter of like. You know, what areas you're getting rid of? Um, can't really specify. You, you were you gonna say something, Tony? No, I, well, I was kind of just thinking back. I was thinking back in the day when, um, I don't I'm fully admit it. Before I knew I was gonna become a dietitian, I took um like a fat belly burning supplement, and oh, it just made me yeah, it just made me have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> like run to the bathroom yeah. like because i had eaten like a muffin that had fat yeah. in it and it made me poop it out so don't ever do that guys by the way if you're listening i'm not telling you to do that that was really dumb but the point is is like it wasn't even helping me no it wasn't even helping like the i guess the concept was like if it speeds up your metabolism but it's making you go to the bathroom yeah. like i just it just didn't yeah just don't fall for that yeah. stuff guys <laughs> Um, so the next one, I'm sure both of you guys will have opinions on it, is um, the word natural. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so any of you guys want to take that one? I mean, it's not It's not like, so there's certain terms that you have to make sure, like, so for the example, you can't just call something organic or you can't just call something non-GMO. Like those have to go through specific processing for you to actually put that on a label. Actually, that that's a lie. Not, I don't. I don't believe non-GMO. I think you can do that, but they put it on things that are all not genetically modified anyway. So that's the problem there. But that's for a whole other topic. I know we talked about that. But the term natural um, literally can be, I mean, and here's the thing, like sugar is natural. And in moderate amounts, there's no problem with it, especially on times of exercise. But in excess, we know that that's not ideal. And so just uh, people associate natural as healthy. And just because something is natural doesn't make it healthy. I, I yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's like it's. I think that it's this association with something that's made in, in a lab, right? Like something that's made with chemicals and preservatives is not natural. And I, I guess that would sort of make sense. Although basically, if you everything even in those chemicals is a, is eventually derived from a natural source somewhere along the lines so right um, well so that's the interpretation of it right and then here's the crazy part is like for an for example peanut butter there's many different types of peanut butter and um like skippies for example they have what they call it natural peanut butter but it goes through a chemical processing of hydrogenation but because peanuts come from a natural source they can still call it natural peanut butter when i teach people to choose natural peanut butter what i mean is choosing the peanut butter that has the ingredients are just peanuts and salt not that you know the other type is like going to be completely terrible for you but it is a little bit misleading yeah because it did go through a chemical processing. So what you're saying, Justin, and it's like whether it does or it doesn't, doesn't make it healthy or not. The point being is, is that because now if you're trying to avoid something that's been 
chemically processed and you see the word natural, now you're perceived that it, it's not, but it, it actually is. It just so happens to have one ingredient that comes from a natural source. So then therefore they can say that. Um, and then the last thing that just came to my mind too is like, for example, a lot of sodas would be made with high fructose corn syrup and a lot of them are, and that's because it's cheaper, but so they'll swap it out and they'll make it with natural sugar. And either way, they still have the same amount of grams of sugar. Their, their body's still going to react the same way to it. And so therefore, just because it's natural, natural soda, that doesn't make it better. Does that make well, sense? Well, it, 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 I, I, I'll pseudo disagree with you. It tastes better. Okay? <laughs> okay. Ever had, I rarely, rarely drink soda. But if I do, I drink the Mexican Pepsis because it's made with cane sugar. And it just tastes better, if you ask me. Right. Oh. So um, it's once, yeah, I mean, it's once in a blue where I'll have an actual soda, but if I'm, so if I'm going to do it, I'm going to drink, I got to drink the, the real thing. And I think it tastes mm. better, but it's not any health, it's not healthier. It's, or well, it's just, no, and I think it tastes better. Yeah. And I think the, the issue too is like, if I, I'm thinking of like snack type foods, like, yeah, so yeah. like natural chips, right? So the ingredients will natural just be chips. like potatoes, potatoes and salt. Like, yeah, they are natural. Um, and then you'll, you know, obviously compared to more processed like chips, but then because they're, they're natural, then that person believes that they can have more mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. And that's, well, that's where the problem becomes. It's like, same, you know, same thing. Things are like lower calories. Then they have double of it. It's like, then what yeah. was the point of you doing yeah. that? You know, it also is natural um, uh, nicotine, tobacco, <laughs> cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly. That's the thing. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So next one, uh, detox. I just put these three together, but detox, cleanse, mm. and toxins. Yeah. 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 Do, uh, I mean, how do we, I feel like I forget we have new listeners and yeah. we should probably just re explain these things, but well, maybe so give our, the cliff notes. For okay. So <laughs> our, so we have many different organs that naturally detoxify our body. So our skin, our liver, our colon, our lungs, um, even, um, our kidneys, right? So we have many different things that help naturally detoxify our body. So by just eating healthy and balanced, you're supporting the body's functions to do that for you. So by there's nothing, nothing study. There is not one study that has ever proven that taking a quote unquote detox supplement actually detoxifies the body. That word is just be, throw, get thrown around. Um, once like kind of similar to what I was talking about earlier, um, some of them, they'll make you go to the bathroom. So you'll, you, they'll usually quote unquote cleanse you out because they ha make you have bowel movements. But if you eat healthy and balanced foods with enough fiber and water and you move your body, then by having one to two bowel movements a day or every other day, that's, you're cleansing your body. That's your body doing it in, a, in, in this, in this way, we can say natural way, in a natural yeah. way. Um, and so therefore anything that you, that's, that you're, taking to cleanse or start over or um maybe refresh that's another one yeah. we didn't use that term but we weren't going to talk about that but like a three-day refresh or something it's Ugh. like i mean listen i'm not i'm i try to if you're going to do that and you're really going to now start and actually you know you feel like you need to do it fine but don't think you can do that and then go back to your old way of eating yeah. and that justifies the fact that you just were basically that's just that's just honestly encouraging disordered eating behaviors yeah. of restriction mm -hmm. and then overeating 
eating super quote oh we didn't say clean we should add that to the list oh, oh okay. yeah why don't, why don't you throw in clean after that yeah <laughs> quote unquote eating clean right um and then going it just out sounds you know, so good it sounds like, hey man someone clean. um someone that, like that i used to california slang it's so funny someone that i talked to was like what, what does that mean like do you wash your like <laughs> if you wash your foods does it make it clean like <laughs> yeah so um and yeah, and then like, cause, because that term clean gets thrown around a lot. And I think what they mean is like that it doesn't have any like chemicals or wasn't in a lab, but like, honestly, a lot of things that you'll see it, it that doesn't necessarily make it bad for you. Yeah. Like chemically processing foods and preserving foods and stuff is actually like, sometimes we need to do that, but it doesn't discount the nutritional value in it. I mean, it can be clean, but full of um, funky little microorganisms that can make you very sick. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. All right. So the next one I have, so this one I don't have a lot to talk about, but there's been a, a lot on the market now of like brain supplements and brain games or apps um, that claim to, you know, improve the brain function. And like, we're just at a point now where there's little to no science on any of this. <laughs> um, so I would just be skeptical. Like we, we know what helps with brain function, you know, exercise read you know like you know like there there are there are ways you know do things that are going to challenge your mind but no supplement you know at this at this time like you know uh and also eating healthy you know just kind of being in a in a state you know of, of good wellness justin uh, <laughs> but um you know but but there are none of these you know none of these apps no games um none of the uh like supplements at this point have been really scientifically you know proven to to work so you know if you want to improve your brain function i'd say get out and be active you know that's going to help you you know again be active read um do things that do challenge yourself but none of these things in and of themselves are, are gonna you know improve brain function rather than actually doing things that are going to stimulate your mind so like go out and stimulate your mind don't take like a, a dumb supplement because so, it, you know it says it's a it's going to help with brain function and blah 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 whatever i want to i want to um piggyback off that with other organs as well do we know is there any evidence that taking you know desecrated thyroid is good for your thyroid you know, they have all of these, do we know, like, if it actually has any benefits? Like, all right, we know that eating, per, you know, some vitamin supplements are fine. Maybe taking a liver, um, you know, liver or some sort of iron supplement is fine. But do we know if, like, eating organ supplements, like, is good for your organs? Do we, is, do we know it? Do we know? I'm at, you I mean, guys, I've never I'm, heard of that. So I would, I would say no, because if I feel like I would have heard of that by now. But, um if yeah and if you have any issues with your liver or your thyroid or your kidney you need a, a med you need a doctor to diagnose yeah. you and to, to prescribe you something especially the thyroid thyroid a lot of times i'll work with clients who have thyroid issues and will work on their nutrition and their lifestyle and all those things but they need to get their um, the management of their medication controlled usually within that process because sometimes there's really just we can do all the other work but sometimes the medication they'll, they'll maybe eventually have to do less of it or change it but that's like really important that they're being seen by a uh, medical professional in those situations okay so next one um we've got so this is a uh, one that tony gave us is a uh, lifestyle change so maybe you can explain this it sounds like yeah so it's recently it's been really it's upsetting because I will watch um, and I'm, I'm going to call them out and I haven't done a, a ton of research, but I can only tell you what people tell me 
Um, and I've been actually meaning to do a pot, my own podcast about this, but um, I would say two different programs tend to market it as a lifestyle change. And yet it's not so much a lifestyle change because you have to keep doing the program in order for you to um, keep the results. And therefore, if you have to track points your entire life or count calories your whole life, then that's to me, that's not a lifestyle change, right? Unless you want to and you genuinely enjoy that. Um, so, you know, some people find like Weight Watchers super, super helpful and that's awesome. Um, but for most people that I've heard it, they're like, I'm good when I'm doing the program, but when I'm off the program, I'm not good. It's like, how is that any different from you doing a diet? And when you're not doing a diet, you don't, you're, you're not quote unquote good, right? That to me, that's not much of a difference. Um, okay. and then to be learning, to be learned, they, they're learning a lot of things by points, but, and I'm there, they do a great job with educating and teaching along the way. And, but still, sometimes it just doesn't make sense to me. The fact that they changed the point system five times in the past 10 years, it's like food does food does it hasn't changed value i'm pretty sure a grape has had the same calories amount of sugar in the since it's been a grape like <laughs> you know what i mean so that part you know is a little bit confusing um and then the most recent one is i remember watching the advertisements for noom and noom is relatively newer on the market and it it talks about behavior modification and using an app and that sounds really good that's what i say that's what exactly what I help my clients with. I'm helping them make a committing a lifestyle change so they don't have to diet again. It, my program comes with an app. We work on behavior modification and that's what I do. But when people tell me that they tried Noom, they tell me that their calories were set to 1200, which and there'd be like, this was like a 26 year old woman. Like you're, you, nobody who's 26 should be eating 1200 yeah. calories. Anyone really should be eating 1200 calories. That's very restrictive. Yeah. There was foods on there that they use like, it's a great system that I've used when I taught kids, which is the, um, what I use like red light, green light and yellow, which is like red foods are like, you want to pause and really think about those yellow foods. We kind of have moderately and green foods are like, good. We want to have those every day, but there's like things in Noom where there are like things that are in the red that are like peanut butter, for example, or avocados, right? Because they're high in fat because it's been higher in calories, but it's, that's where so many people are so afraid. I can't even tell you how many people come into working with me and are afraid to eat an avocado or afraid to eat peanut butter. Yeah. And it, and it's just, it's crazy. So stuff like that really bothers me because I'll, I've even, I've watched the commercials for Noom and they make it appear so easy, so fun. So you don't have to track anything. Like they advertise it as this like lifestyle change situation and realistically like no it's not it's not really no. teaching you anything and if anything it's just making your um confusion worse that's from my personal experience and like i said i believe like everyone tries something and some people find benefit from it and it can be helpful but a majority of people go into those thinking they're they're being sold the lifestyle when really it's not <laughs> so it's kind of like they're being sold a lifestyle, but it's really they're being sold like a program that they always have to follow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they're using the term lifestyle yeah. change and behavior modification, but it's not. Yeah. Right. Because they, yeah. Or it's, or it's an unreal, or it's something that's un, unrealistic. That, well, yeah, right. well, the thing is, like, I've noticed with weight, because I think Weight Watchers, people that I know that have done it, I've know, I know tons of people, I'm sure you have that have had great success with it. But yeah. I think that's the problem that, often it's they only have success when they're on it and they don't have success when they're off mm -hmm. and so then it, yeah That's it's so not funny. really changing your life because it's not giving you it's not arming you or equipping you with the with 
with the you know knowledge and ability to handle it on your own. So funny. Um, and so, but you know, may then lean into that and say, look, you know, this you got to stay on this program, you know, otherwise because they're not teaching you how to live; they're teaching you how to follow a program, um, which is works and successful when you're doing it. But um, yeah, that that yeah, it is a yeah. I never even considered that, but you know, yeah, most people I know that have done it have a hard time sticking to it. Um, and I think the trick is that they think they can. So, oh, this is easy, the points. And then once you stop, you know, it kind of falls, falls away over time. Like, yeah, we were watchers, you know, it, did, you know, it worked so well. I lost so much, you know, I lost so much weight when I was on it. And where's that? Well, I gained it back because I wasn't on it. Yeah. It's like, and then well, they, re- they reward you. you. They reward you when, when, you, when you hit your goal and then you're a lifetime member. So then you're like in it for life, but then it's like, and I don't, yeah, then you like don't pay for it or something like that because you like hit your goal. Um, but like, so I, I don't know, like that part is like, why do you need to be in it for life? Like you do need to be a Weight Watcher for life. Like my, my, like my goal with my clients is to get them to graduate so they can live their life because your life is not supposed to be worried about how much you weigh every day like that's just not it like it's just Mm -hmm. there's so much more to life than worrying about what number with the numbers on the scale and that's the other thing with Weight Watchers it's all based on scale it's literally all based on the number I guess the only I guess the question maybe to play devil's advocate a little bit um and uh, you you obviously have a lot of experience with people like this is would you say though that there are some people who might need that accountability like they oh yeah I'm not because yeah yeah, I'm not discounting that yeah yeah, and 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 that's the thing too. Like, it it can potentially be a lifestyle change and something for everyone. But I'm just saying, from my personal experience, most people who come to my program have done all those things. Yeah, everything because they need some. They don't want to track points their whole life. Yeah, they want to live their life. And yeah, there there might that could be a process, a stepping stone. I believe tracking is so powerful, but it doesn't necessarily have to be what they do forever unless but they I, want to. So I do find like for me, there are some people who kind of need the babysitter when it comes to exercise, for example, like they almost need that. Um, you know, no matter how hard you try to kind of let them go on their own, it seems almost like they need that um, that accountability there and i wonder if it's is so it i think it's different with or? i think it's different with exercise and nutrition because if you're really focused on like your habits then yeah i mean we all need accountability and to reel it back in but if you're really like what i teach people is mindful eating strategies and listening to your hunger cues and knowing what foods fit best for you and like once you really get that solid foundation it's like yeah you can you might may and uh, unfortunately if something like traumatic happens and you're sad and like you kind of go back a little bit like i'm not you you might need to come uh, work with a dietitian again but yeah I don't know. Like, it's, I think it's a little different. Some people do. Listen, I've had people working with me for years, like, because yeah. they do like the accountability. They do like the cheerleader aspect. Um, but they're not tracking points. They're not yeah. tracking calories. You know, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. All right. So now the next one. So we've got is um, and is superfood. And so again, Tony, you could probably take this should take this one. But how it, it uh, we see this a lot kind of in the same vein as like uh you know, some of the supplements um, that we hear about, but yeah, you know, why, why is superfood kind of a meaningless word? Well, cause it, it's simpler, similar than natural. Like there's no, there's anyone can kind of throw it out there. Um, and then the, I think the biggest issue with it is people hear superfood and food, superfood and they think of like superhero, they think it's amazing. And it probably is like, I'm not discounting it. Like there's so many, I can think of so many marketing 
um, things that use superfoods like goji berries, for example, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that all you have to do or you should put goji berries on literally everything and now you're magically going to be healed, right? It's just something you might want to, you could incorporate, but there's other berries that are really yeah. good for you that you could say blueberries are superfoods if, if you were going to give it a label, but anyone can use that. Technically, you could call... I don't know. You could, if you wanted to call, no one would believe you because of diet culture, but you could call pasta a superfood. I've, like, I've, <laughs> I've heard Snickers referred to as a superfood. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it can be used in any way that you want it to. So, um, and that, not, it could be a healthy item to have. And it might be just like an, ex, an a very expressive way to say like, this is really good for you, yeah. but it's not the end all be all. Yeah. And what I found with the superfoods are that it's basically anything that's a food or a vegetable. Yeah, like that. Anything that's a fruit or a vegetable, and, and most of them are good for you. So, it, and and I've seen them all. Any every fruit and vegetable, for the most part, except maybe iceberg lettuce, is is a superfood. Well, also that I think you know, a often, lot of good nutrition is nothing yeah. wrong. You know? I mean, I think I think sometimes they're they're high in nutrients or nutrient dense, and or have some specific vitamin or you know mineral that that it, it's just at a higher level than other things, and then it's like oh, superfood. It has a lot of this, yeah. but yeah. it's like yeah, but that's not you know. You still need to yeah, be. they probably like that's the thing. It's not going to hurt you to add it in. Like if they're yeah. calling it a superfood, it's probably high in antioxidants yeah. or high in surgery. Like it's so it's it's not a bad thing. Like yeah. I want people to eat healthier items, obviously, but it it's not the end all be all. And I think a lot of people too they forget they'll like add that stuff in, but they won't remove maybe the less healthier habits yeah. that they have. Right. So that's the issue there too. It's uh, like yeah, it's helping. It might be helping you a little bit, but if you don't stop kind of all the other like all the other stuff that you're eating in excessive amounts, then it's probably not going to really help you out too much. Sort of along those lines, how do you guys feel about when it say stuff like cancer prevention with foods? Like I know that there is some evidence, but there are so many other factors yeah. and it's like, it's like something like that, like, like just a little weird to say, Oh, the, it has cancer preventing you know benefits to eating this food broccoli or something like that whether there might be some truth to it but it's you know what do you think about it? i mean i'm always skeptical because you know you you really then uh, you have to see how much how much science is research is involved in what they're talking about how do they come to that claim um you know it, it, it yeah, it's it's tough. You, you kind of have to. It's almost like a case by case. But I'm always skeptical, and and I, I assume well, even if worst. it is true, even if that what they are saying is true, let's say that eating broccoli has some cancer prevention element to it, right? How much really, and what else in your life does like is is it going to prevent cancer if you smoke a pack a day? Like probably mm. not, right? So it's like. With it's like it makes you feel good eating, be like, oh, it prevents cancer, but it's like, how much of like how effective is it really compared to everything else in life? You know, so I'm of two minds of it because I think, on one hand, if if something let's say proven to help against like heart disease, um, that might stop somebody from making a bad choice. So if they're you know, if their breakfast is like you know, you know, bacon, eggs, and pancakes, and blah blah blah. And, you know, maybe the you know, doctor's like, yeah, you know, I don't love your blood pressure. Um, you know, maybe, you need, you know, the blood work's not great. You need to start thinking about eating some, you know, healthier foods. And they see that there's a certain, you know, whatever breakfast, um, you know, is shown oh, yeah, to protect against heart disease. Yeah. You know, that is not the worst thing in the world. So, you know, again, as long as I think the science backs it, you know, I'm, I think 
it's okay. I think it's more when you have like, you know, try Joe's magic berry formula. Um, it prevents cancer. Uh-huh. And it's because it's got like some, you know, it's got like dry, you know, like, you know, an ounce of dried like carrots or something. And so they find some, you know, there's this tenuous yeah. connection to it. That's what yeah. bother me. But if you're kind of, if it's, you know, it's a, I think that's the thing is I'm skeptical because of how we see things marketed and that you can do that where it's like, oh, well, okay, you know, yeah, broccoli is great for the heart. So we're going to put, you know, a, a piece of broccoli in it and say, you know, it, it's heart healthy. Like, okay, that's kind of BS, <laughs> right? So I think that's it's like, another one. Heart, that's another one. Yeah. Well, I was, that's what I was going to say when you were talking about like cancer prevention. I haven't really, really ever seen that so much. But um, what I will see is, Um, like the heart healthy stamp or made with whole grains. And unfortunately I see that a lot on very sugary cereals. So it's like made with whole grains and it's heart healthy because it has fiber, but it also has like 20 grams of sugar. So that's the part. No, no. Yeah. So um, yeah, unfortunately that's why you have to read labels. We have to really like really, really kind of look past just, and I, when I mean label, I mean the nutrition facts label, not just like the label of the box or package. All right. So now, um, so Justin, you, you picked this one out. This is our last one. We're running a little. Oh, I I thought, I thought of a couple more that are general. (laughs) My apartment is 5,000 degrees. I am sinking. I'm sweating. I'll I'll say this real quick. All right, Justin. All right, listen, we're doing a speed round. So I'm going to say you, you've got, you've got two sentences for each one. Oh, Um, no, no, no. It's, it's, I've said it before. All right. So anything that has the word, anything that has a futuristic sounding, uh, you know, nutrition word, yeah, nutra, nutra, Trigenics, <laughs> and hydroxy, anything like that. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right. Cool. All right. So we got last thing. Um, we've got a question for Tony. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, we have a question. So why didn't you warn me before we recorded? <laughs> do I need research for this? I, I no, I don't. I don't think so. All right. Go um. For all it. right. So it's so, dear Tony. Um, I have a friend who loves to fat shame people. Um, we end up arguing about it all the time. He claims that he's justified in being able to, to shame because quote, um, being fat is a choice and fat people simply need to exercise some self-control. Unquote. Oh my God. Um, oh my then God. It, it goes on. When I try to explain that many people struggle with medical issues, he claims that it's actually a very small segment of the population. When I talk about some of the people, when I talk about some people not having access to quality food, he says they can, quote, they can still eat less, unquote. Um, I'm not equipped with the data or knowledge to argue with him, even though I know that obesity is simply, is not, isn't simply boiled down to eating less. Can you explain to me and my friend how complicated obesity is and why it's not fair to op- oversimplify it as he does? Well, that is a very loaded <laughs> question. Yeah. That I, I, I maybe I should have said to you. I have a solution. <laughs> I know exactly how to handle it. But Tony, you go first. Oh God, I can't. I, Justin, I don't know what you're going to say. No, that is so upsetting because you know what? So many people do fat shame, and it's so upsetting because there you cannot judge a book by its cover. They're like, first of all. The, there's genetic factors, right? Yeah. So some people just genetically are more uh, obesity prone. Um, so that's one. Your environment is two. 
um, I grew up overweight because one, I was told I was overweight. So telling someone that fat shaming them doesn't help. It only makes you feel worse about yourself and in, in encourages unhealthy eating behaviors because behaviors, because then you restrict because you want to quote unquote lose weight and then you end up overeating. And that's why most of the people in this country have disordered eating habits and behaviors. And it's so wrong. And he would never understand because he probably has never dealt with issues with his weight. So it's very similar. We're right now in the, in, in like, we're talking about like black lives matter. We're in that movement that if you're white, you'll never, you will never understand ever what a black person goes through. Right. So if you've never been overweight, you can never relate to someone. So just judging them based off what they look like is so inappropriate. Um, people, and also, too, I will say some people who are overweight, believe it or not, are healthier because maybe when they were underweight or had, you know, um, some sort of disordered relationship with food, they were miserable. And now they're finally happy for the first time. There are other people, too, that I work with clients who have lost 100 pounds, but they still have 100 pounds to lose. But they're they're enjoying they're living they're working out regularly they're eating right so that doesn't mean you can't look at someone who's overweight and just say oh they need to stop they need they just need to move more and eat less like if it was that simple everyone would do it um it's a lot it's a lot more complicated than you think and unfortunately like you could go to the quality of our food to our lifestyle factors to stress to I mean, there's so, there's also, unfortunately, like he thinks it's just medical conditions. Unfortunately, I know so many people who have been in abusive relationships who are in a place where they, that's their coping mechanism. It's like they, they eat to soothe and that's a result. And it's like, they can't help for being um, emotionally or physically abused. Like that's, this is, so like, that is such an ignorant statement that I'm, uh, I hope that he, if he wants to have like a real conversation, because to me, it just sounds like coming from like an unknown place. Yeah. So I don't want to make him feel bad for, for what he said, but he needs to know that like, there's a lot more than, than what you think. Like yeah. it's, it's not that easy at all. Yeah. And Justin, what's your solution? Well, the solution is, is not to argue with him and, and say, and basically that shaming anyone for something along, yeah, whether other, it's their choice or like, not, yeah. for physical appearance, race, religion um, is wrong. And that um, if you want to shame someone for, being, for behaving badly, for doing something, that's different. If someone does something evil and you want to shame them for it, that's fine. But mm-hmm. for something, even if it is their choice to be overweight, shaming someone for it is cruel, it's unkind, and what it does, it's deep down, he's a compensating for something in his life. So he, should look, he needs to look inward to figure out what his problem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. Is this what a bully is, right? When yeah. a bully puts somebody else down, like it's something like... Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that your friend is like that. That's <laughs> now I'm upset. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> um, <laughs> on that note, uh, you can check out all of our stuff at uh, thegymwits.com. Um, all of our you know, social media, um, like us, review us, um, and that is it. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic, reminding you that uh, buzzwords sell. The does not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tony Marinici, your registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time.
and we are the gymnasts.